0: So I've been, I, I, I won't say wrestling, uh, but I keep, over the last few months, I, I keep coming back to this concept of being prepared in the right way for the season that we're in, or season that's coming. And I keep thinking... Lord, I want to. I want to go back two years or so, and I want life to be exactly the track we were going in. Not because it was a great track, but it, it was it was something that we could feel secu- semi secure. I mean, the world's not secure, but we, you know, as we were running, it was it was good to run in that direction. And then the world really has changed. Everybody got that? I mean, it really has changed, but there's still something in my mind that's saying, I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to get homeostasis on the the was. And at the same time, the Spirit of God is saying, that season, the entire season of my whole life (laughs) up to that point has changed. And I'm still trying to go back. So every time I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about how can I lead our community, our spiritual community, I'm torn between wanting to go my old way versus what I feel the Spirit is saying to the church, our church, the church, at the same time. And I keep fighting, and, and I, I win almost all the time but i've been very uh it's it's been weird for me as as a speaker i l- i love the bible and it always speaks and that's why i always leave this leave this as our foundation right so no matter what i say as long as we stay here it's always we're always going to be right on track um but at, but at the same time i've been uh just sensing that the lord is is there, there's a new season on the earth. It's not just us. It's not just America. It's not just us Christians. It's on the earth, the whole earth. Something is happening globally. And I want to wipe it away and go back to what was. And I can't. But I persist nonetheless. And that's why, as I was, uh, it wasn't actually this scripture that I was read, reading this week, but this is the one I wanted to come back to. Um, because w- when, you read, when you read the New Testament, there's always this urgency that things are coming to an end. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I mean, you know, even when the disciples were, were talking to Jesus, um, they, they were asking Him, so when's the end? And uh I'm gonna read I'm gonna read you what he said before we, we kind of launch. Are you guys okay with what Jesus says? Um this is good. And so and so Jesus it says he was sitting at the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately. You know, let's not talk about this out loud because you know we don't want anybody to know what's happening. Tell us, uh, they said. When will this happen, and what will the sign of the coming of your coming and the end of the age be? And Jesus answered, "I, I love this. This is very instructive. Watch out that no one deceives you." I could comment all day that we're under, or we're, you know, our our minds are being bombarded day after day after day after day with deception. Completely. I mean, pretty much. I, I, my, my grandfather, he left me a gift. This is the, the only thing I remember him saying to me. He said, believe nothing of what you hear and only half of what you read. <laughs> I'll never forget. I don't know what the context of why he said that to me. He's been gone for many years now. Uh, but he was a wise old man. lived to 101. was was done. He was like, "I'm 101. God take me." And he was really kind of mad after 100 because they had a big party and everything. And and he, he, I remember last time I visited him, he's like, "Why has God left me here? <laughs> all your friends are dead when you're 100. You know, all your friends and probably half your half your family. You know, it it just wasn't a good thing. But anyway." Back to deception, back to Jesus. Uh, we need to be aware, and that's one of the reasons I, I, I want to always temper what, what is going on by the Word of God because the Word of God is, is true. And so when you hear deception or you, or, or, you know, basically anything we read in the media now, uh, then we're, we can go back and say, oh, hmm, probably not, right? So anyway. Watch out, no one deceives you, first thing he says. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, I am the Savior. Uh, believe me, in the season that's coming, there's going to be many people that are going to say, we will save you, no problem. Well, I know we're having this problem. I know, you know, uh, it, there, there's probably going to be a food shortage on the earth. You've heard this, it's in the news, which is probably deception. But if it were true, there'll be someone that will come along and say, we can save you, we have food. Right, the, the you know the government, great government. There, we live in a I mean, we live in a great nation, but the government is not telling us the truth all the time. How do we know that? Because every two weeks it changes. <laughs> you're, you read it and you're like, yeah, this is like this, and you're like, oh no, it's not, uh, because they they tell you two weeks later. So they're not telling us the truth. So it's it's hard for us to. Uh, not, you know, when they say, we're a savior, we'll give you a vaccine that will save you all. and It's like, how come everybody I know is sick? <laughs> because you're not our savior. Who's our savior? It, it, will he save us to the uttermost? I was reading in Colossians this week. It says that he actually holds all things together. Do you think he designed our lives and our, our body, our mind, will, emotions, and spirit, you think he designed them on purpose? Is there anyone on this earth that is smarter than God besides Bill Gates? (laughs) Anybody? No. Does God know what's going on? Okay. So when somebody says we're coming to save you, back up two spaces (laughs) and say, no, you're not. Anyway, I I wasn't going to take a long time on that. I just wanted to read. Okay. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Anybody hear about any wars lately? Any horrible wars? Are we in World War III yet? Oh, that's a rumor of war. Oh, it's not the war. The wars are the other war. Okay. But see to it that you're not alarmed. When I said World War III, who got alarmed? Read it in the headlines. All right. Such things must happen, and the end is still to come. Yay! So when you hear wars and rumors of wars, it's still got some room. Uh Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. Okay. But see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines. Oh, no food. And earthquakes. Uh Uh-oh. In various places. All these are the beginnings of birth pangs. Woo! I've never had a baby, but I've seen it happen a few times. The beginning of birth pangs are not the birth. They're just the beginning of birth pangs. I think we're kind of in the beginning of birth pangs. There's little, there's like, whoo! there's a contraction for you. Whoa, two years of COVID contraction. Next we get monkey pod or monkey pox or whatever it is. (laughs) I don't know what we're getting next. You know, did you notice that your whole life you went through life without any pandemic... Except almost the bird flu one, but that kind of. And then now every week we have the pandemic of the week. How is that that this is just happening? It's because. Anyway. But wait, there's more. All these are the beginning of birth pangs. Then you will be handed over and persecuted and put to death. Oh, what? (laughs) Uh oh, that does not sound good. Who wants to be a Christian? Still, when they come in here and they say, this is the beginning of birth pangs, and they come for us, what are you going to say? Hallelujah. Are oh, we just going to throw up our hands and praise Him again and again. So all I want to do is sing a hallelujah. Woo! Now, thankfully, that's far from us today. Okay, but... At that time, many will turn away from the faith and even betray and hate one another. <laughs> I saw Richard at church on last Sunday. <laughs> but I thought you were the pastor. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not showing up anymore. <laughs> we always have this conversation in the office about suffering, Judy and I. Not, we don't like to suffer. We're like, we want the whole gospel. We want all this. We want everything Jesus got for us as long as there's not any suffering. Blessings only, please. Are you guys with me? You, are, that's kind of the way it goes, right? Okay. Anyway, people will turn away from the faith, betray each other, hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Nice. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Uh oh. That the one who stands firm to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Oh, boy. we got to go through a lot before that. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. Oh, this is a First Corinthians. Uh, and so from now on, don't live like it's not, which brings me to this. The end of all things is near. How does it make you feel? Excited? Woo! So awesome. The end of all things is near. Now, should we be afraid? Anybody? Anybody? Huh? No, not at all. Because we know that God will move us through every season. Uh, Something I learn every time I'm in Guatemala is that you don't have to live a life of luxury to know God. I've I've told this story last time I was there. This woman, we were uh, installing a stove in her house and and, uh, the reason we were doing so was that she had just lost her husband that week. And So I'm talking to her in my wonderful broken Spanish, asking her about her life. I didn't know that she had lost her husband, but through our conversation, I learned that she had just lost her husband that week. And I was feeling like, in both English and Spanish, very like, (gasps) my whole heart. And then she said to me, this part I got, but I know that God seize us, and will take care of us. And I thought, that is not my response very often. Okay, three things in 12 minutes. The end of all things is near. near. Therefore, be alert, be of sober mind, so that you may, what? pray. Pray. I got a feeling that the next season that we're in it's going to require more prayer. How do I know this? I know this because this morning I woke up at four o'clock. Now, there's a lot of days I wake up at four o'clock, but today was a different day of waking up at four o'clock because I heard water. I heard splashing water, like water park splashing water, and I thought it was my sprinkler system maybe it had blown a you know one of the sprinklers off. Uh, so I, I got out of bed and I went into the garage and I turned off the little timer and it still sounded like a water park. And so I went outside and there was a water park in my front lawn. So I'm four o'clock in the morning, mountain machonies. Hopefully then ne- <laughs> na- neighbors aren't seeing anything. It was still dark enough, you know, it's still four. So I'm like, oh, what is this thing? Anyway, I'd, 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 <laughs> I'd Somehow or another, there's this little piece between my watering system and the house that this little piece of galvanized uh, steel that that popped the cork, and so I, I I know where the shutoff valve is because I've done plenty of plumbing around my house, and I turned off the shutting valve, the valve and guess what didn't shut off. Yep, you knew that you've done this before. <laughs> And so here I am at the street I got, you know, thankfully I'm prepared for an earthquake. So I know exactly where my water thing is. So I turned it off at the house, but then I was thinking, I'm going to need a shower. (laughs) But this thing is volumes of water is, is flowing out on the street. So I'm like, okay, I'm really not prepared. I'm prepared to have no power. And I'm prepared to have no food, but, and I'm prepared for drinking water, but I'm not prepared to shut off the water to my house. And it got me thinking about being prepared. <laughs> and so I'm out there at 4.30 with all my tools and stuff, and I'm like, I can fix this because I'm a fixer. And I went out there, and this thing is so rusted in, in the pipe that I couldn't, that I just said, you know what? i got to go pray instead, get ready for Sunday. So I left it. Then I go in the house. I'd woken up my wife. She goes, oh, i got some bad news. My daughter was visiting from Los Angeles this weekend for a wedding shower for my niece. And she came over yesterday and she said, uh, mom's been sick, so we won't hang out too much. But then I'm... I'm giving her the car, and we're, we're talking for about 30 minutes at the car. She goes to the pre-baby shower because you always have to have two wedding showers. Uh, she had this, the Saturday, and then today's the real one. Anyway, she, she texts us at night and says, uh, I have COVID. She came all the way from L.A. to come to our house to, to deliver us that <laughs> blessing. <laughs> but that's not a problem. Because Jendi's been sick, and she had some kind of stomach bug, and so of course we tested her. Uh, you know, we're, we're like people with, with school tests. We're like, hey, hand them out like candy. Uh, everybody gets a test every, you know, every day. Is like, hey, stick this up your nose. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Uh, <laughs> you guys know the routine. And so last night I'm like, well, mate, you know, it's it's been the the four four days. I'll I'll do you again. And so she gets the double band. Now you're all backing up a couple of (laughs) feet. (laughs) Uh, So she, yeah, she says she's got COVID. You know, it's a party. So now I got my daughter, I got my wife, but wait, there's more. (laughs) I won't tell you, uh, you, you guys have seen enough tragedy in my life. Okay, all this to say, oh, then I get a text My fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Welty. We're graduating the kids on Thursday, and she said, and they've all been on a field trip to Sacramento this weekend. (laughs) And she said, I just got a text from one of my students, she has COVID. (laughs) This is my morning. Be alert, be awake, be sober. Pray. Okay. I want us to be prepared, not afraid. We're not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of people coming in here shutting us down. I'm not afraid. But I do want to be prepared. And he begins the preparation by saying: be sober, be awake, so that you can pray. Because it and Every message I'll ever give you, learning and being prepared to be close to the Lord is the most important thing, no matter what you're facing in this life. The seasons are changing. Things are going to be different. But this is a season to learn how to press in to the Lord. As I've been talking to my my pastor friends around the mostly the state, um, we've... Uh, the the thing that just keeps back coming back to my mind is you know, I'm an old guy and I'll probably pass from this earth within the next fifty years. <laughs> but I'm really, really, really concerned about the generation that's come behind me. I'm 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 my kids and my grandkids, and I want to make sure that I'm leaving them a spiritual legacy, not just the like Leonard was sharing with us the, the kids this way, but the We are now anointed to be the people who pray and then know God. And our kids and our grandkids must know that we know God and our great grandkids for you guys. And they do. But there's going to come a time when we're going to need to pray in a way that your kids haven't yet seen. Now, it could be a localized thing, you know, something going on with you, but the The best and fastest way to transfer faith to your children and grandchildren is for them to see the hand of God move through prayer, so we got to be prepared for that. I don't have time to develop much more than that so pray number two, we have to prepare ourselves to love deeper. What does this say? Says the love of many will grow cold. Is that going to be our company, huh? And it says we'll practice hospitality without grumbling. I was—I even said it last week. I was—you know—we're. I'm not a gloom and doomer. Do you know that? I—I—I I, I, I believe the most positive things about our future, the future, our future, the future. Um. But even if I believe that, I still want to prepare as if. Kind of like I believe we're not going to have an earthquake today, but, I, but I'm glad that I have all that water because I had to take a bath in it this morning because <laughs> I'm dumping five-gallon five gallon jugs on my head. Uh, so we have to prepare ourselves. Okay, and, and I was saying it uh, last week to someone. Uh, they were saying, "Well, what shall what we do?" And I said, "Well, we should just be prepared. Be prepared." And 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 the Bible always starts with our hearts, with our relationship with the Lord, then our hearts, and then He says, "Then serve one another." And we're not going to serve anybody with our various gifts if we don't love them. We're going right. And so we need to be prepared to to be used. Oh, we need to be to love deeper. How do we do that? Practice. <laughs> I, I like Richard. He's like, I was grinding on some people this week. There's always something to to be upset about, and it's in those moments that we have to turn to the spiritual life. In our natural, we're gonna just we're gonna yell at people. Well, you're going to yell at people. I'm going to yell at them in my mind. Because I'm a pastor. I don't yell at people out loud. I just do it in my mind. Arr, arr. <laughs> okay, where am I was like, okay. But the way we love one another is we have to keep everything in the spiritual realm. We really do. And so when, when we, you know, the, we don't war against flesh and blood, right? So when people are doing things that are, that are foolish, it's because there's a spirit behind it that is wanting to hurt them. And so we we can't operate in the natural and say, oh, I can just fix them. Instead, we turn to the spiritual side, and what I like what Rodney says, because God has covered our sin, then we can cover other people's sin, and we can love them better. So one of the best ways, it says, to love people deeply is to cover their sin and to let them be who they are with God and and then to pray for them. Okay, last but not least, I think in this season, we're going to have to prepare ourselves to be used by the Lord in a different way. Um, we're, we're going to have to use our gifts, Danielle. You're going to have to dance and teach us to dance. <laughs> and I'm going to have to speak things that I don't want to speak. <clears throat> I want to go back and just go through books of the Bible I don't want to talk about being prepared. I'm done with that. And the Lord's like, oh, no, you're not. That line might break again. No, <laughs> We'll see how well I can fix that. Uh, because no matter what comes in our lives, the Lord wants to use us. And he can't do it if we don't step out into whatever our comfort zone might be. Um, all of us have something to give. It's, it tells us there that we should use whatever gift we've received to serve others. And we might not even know what that is. It might be something like, like Doug dropping some bees off at my house. Uh, so I've got bees at my house. This will be the last thing I say. And, and they've been very kind to me, except that when it rains, it pours. So my pipe broke. My, my kids, everybody's got COVID in my house. Um, school's falling apart. And <laughs> it, it, what else? Anyway, and so yesterday, I'm, I'm out gardening. And one of the sentry bees smelled my sweatiness, I think. <laughs> and I got buzzed. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm getting buzzed. I don't want to get stung by these nice bees that have never stung me before. And so I ran. I, so I, I ran away, like this, of course. And I ran right to where Jason was sitting. Jason is calmly reading a book and enjoying great outdoors. And the bee transferred from me to him. And right behind his ear, is a very sensitive spot, and he got stung. Uh, and we all laughed. <laughs> <laughs> which is like this morning, as I told Jenny, yeah, I have no water, COVID, whatever, the world's falling apart. And well, we're just laughing, which is what we do at our house because we know that God's in charge of it all. But if you're looking for where Jason is, <laughs> he's, he still had this kind of blown up thing on his head this morning. I'm like, yeah, without a shower, that ain't gonna look right. <laughs> So where am I? Let's call it. it. Uh, I want us to be prepared to prepare, and then I want us to prepare. First and foremost, uh, no matter where we are in our spiritual walk with Jesus, we're going to have to figure out a way to get closer to Him and to hear Him more. Um, Usually that means taking some time out, when I'm looking at for distractions in my life, I always find them, uh, there's a lot of them. And some of that time can be used to say, Lord, prepare me, because I don't know what's coming up. Um, if there's people we need to forgive from the past, let it go. If there's people that we need to forgive in the present, bless them, forgive them, cover them, pray for them, believe for them. And then I think, and this is the one that gets me, I I know the Lord wants to really use our lives. There's some type of revival coming. And it, it might not look like the last revival where everybody, it might be people running to the church as the only hope of the world. It's real possible. And I want to be ready to receive them and to use the various gifts that I have to be hospitable to, train, to strangers, which is what this is saying. So with that, the good news is the end of all things is near. God will equip us. He will teach us. He will lead us. And we have nothing to be afraid of because He is our God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You that you are our God. We're expectant, not of what was, but of what is and what will be, because you're the God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, there's nothing that happens in our lives or in this world that escapes your gaze. But I know that you're asking us to be partners with you, partners in prayer, partners in ministry, and partners in loving people that are unlovable at this time. Lord, thank you for covering our lives, covering our sins, and giving us so many gifts and resources that we can be true change agents to this world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We love you. Lead and guide us this week. Uh, Impregnate upon us this word, the end of all things is near, that we would be awake and sober for what you have ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for indulging me. Uh, God's doing something new. And uh, I'm excited. We'll just have to see what it is. <laughs> oh, tell me, tell me, Lord. Believe me, half of my prayers are, Lord, come on, give me, in, give me some insight here. Give me some insight, something I can tell people. And he's like, prepare. <laughs> okay, got it. So God bless you. We have lunch prepared. Those online, God bless you. Uh, have a great day. We'll see you soon.